Tackling your business's finance to-dos can be daunting enough without being slowed down by QuickBooks. More like slow books. NetSuite by Oracle is the number one financial system, no matter how big your business grows. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow. All in one place. Special financing is back. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those ready to switch today. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite right now. That's NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. This is the Profitology Podcast, episode number 12 with Deborah Maldonado, the creator of the Center of Jungian Positive Psychology. Welcome to the Profitology Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly O'Neill. Profitpreneurs are rewriting the rules for entrepreneurial business success in how they operate and scale their businesses, make more money, and design their businesses to give them more unplugged time in the process. Each week, join me for insightful and candid interviews with the most brilliant business minds, celebrity influencers, and fellow profitpreneurs who are disrupting the status quo and are going to leave you inspired to rewrite the rules in your own business. Let's get started. Hey everyone, it's Kelly O'Neill and welcome back to the Profitology Podcast. I am loving your feedback still. You guys are awesome. I'm so thrilled that you are loving these podcasts. I'm getting a lot of people direct messaging me, whether it be on LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram, letting me know that you are binge watching them and when are the next episodes coming out. And look, this week I'm actually doing a bunch of recordings for our podcast to bring you these amazing guests with new twists and market disruptions on the way that they're doing business in the world. And today I have such a special treat for you because I am bringing on a woman that I have been masterminding with for the last, I don't even know, like eight months or so. I I met her about a year and a half ago at an event and I have been just fascinated with her ever since. Her name is Deborah Maldonado and she is going to be talking to you guys all about how we set up our management style as CEOs. And it's not the place that you would expect it from. There is actually a psychological background that she's going to be talking about, about how our natural management styles are derived so that we can best lead our team, that we can best lead our movements, and that we can best serve our clients. If you are ready to step up and be the best CEO in your business you can, you are in for a real treat with today's episode. Let's go. All right, you guys, Deborah Maldonado, I want to welcome you to the Profitology Podcast. Oh, it's so great to be here, Kelly. You're amazing. We are going to have a lot of fun. Deborah holds a special place in my heart because I have been talking to her. You know, anytime that you're going through life transition, you know, and you've got that person that's just the voice of reason, Deborah's that person for me. You know, she's, you know, she's like, yeah, let me reframe that for you. So from a management perspective, I talk a lot. Um, that uh, the profitology process that at the core of all of our businesses, it's us. It's Mm -hmm. us as the CEO of our company and our business can only grow to the extent that we can. And so, you know, there's a lot of information out there about, you know, management, leadership, mindset, personal development. So what makes the work that you do at the Jungian um, 
Center of Positive Psychology. Tell us a little bit about that. Who's this young guy? And why does it, who's, who's this young dude? And uh, what makes that a little bit different? Well, Carl Jung and Freud are actually the godfathers of the whole personal development movement. They're the, the, the basically the founders of the foundation of all modern psychology. So anything you've ever done in personal development either came from influenced by Freud or Jung. Uh, a lot of people thought Jung worked for Freud, but he actually was a colleague and they shared ideas. And here's where they differ. Uh, Freud thought that everything, uh, that really there wasn't much to a possibility for you, except maybe making a little bit better choices in your life, um, you know, overcome some personal um, issues or, or conflicts that you have. And Jung said that there's a bigger potential in a human being, but then just what they personally experience, instead of just coming to terms with their personal history, there's actually a collective unconscious. There's this vast uh, part of our, our mind that has all the, all the access to all the intelligence. It's where we get our inspiration from, our imagination. And so he saw the, the unconscious less as a machine like Freud and a program, but more as a living, breathing, interactive. It's this part of us that's kind of helping us become all we need to be. So when we have those as CEOs of, of businesses, we've had that feeling of, I don't want to be a day-to-day worker. I don't want to be in a cubicle. I don't want to work for someone else. I want to lead. And that's that part of ourselves that drives us to that because the ego are basically our factory settings will just want to do what's safe. And of course, everyone who's an entrepreneur knows it's crazy to be an entrepreneur. Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to take all that risk? So I do believe that entrepreneurs really should understand Carl Jung and his, his impact on psychology because he's really speaking about us becoming individuals and a true expression of what's possible versus let me just fix the past and you know forgive my mother and come to terms with that, which is a lot of what therapy is based on. And Jung is more about possibility. So that's the difference in a nutshell. And the, one of the things about Jung is that he was around the Victorian times. So his concepts needed to be upgraded. And so Rob is a psychologist, my husband, and we got together and we designed our program based, uh, really upgraded it for women and the modern woman, because back in Jung's day, women didn't have careers. They weren't CEOs. They weren't, right. they were housewives. They weren't even educated. And so how do we apply this process? How do we bring it in a coaching model that's not therapy and that empowers women and men, but mostly we work with women to really step into uh, taking their business and their life to the next level? I love that. And so, and what do you see is the thing, like, I mean, obviously there's lots of things, but what is, what is the biggest obstacle standing between people and the success that they want in the world? They're misperceiving reality. They're misperceiving. Oh, yes. We've, we've had this conversation before. I am an expert, people. You guys, I, Deb gave me the t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> misperceiving. Well, because what we, we do is uh, we're conditioned, our natural state, like I say, our factory settings, are, you know, out of the box, we're, we're projecting. We, we see things as separate from us, and we think, okay, that person is causing us problems or our, our business or, or the economies uh, we don't have impact on or our employees are not up to par with us and we don't notice that they're actually reflecting something in us. And like you say, you're, you're the core of the business. Every decision you make comes from you. So how, how can you learn what you're seeing and, ref- and use it as a reflection and understanding so you can make the change inside and then you know exactly what to make the changes outside. 
But if you just start with the outside, you're just rearranging the furniture. Patterns over and over, you can fire an employee and you'll get the same person doing the same thing. You keep people copying your work. You're going to see it out there. You see the criticism and you're going to still be triggered. But you can't cushion yourself away from not getting criticized and and not failing. And, And so all those things that we as entrepreneurs do to step out and that make us more um, our, our unique self out in the world. We need, we need to understand ourselves in a deeper way so we can even step out more and have more in our life. You know, it was interesting last week on the podcast, I had uh, Anna Kitney, who is also a good, a good friend of, of Deborah's. And so she was really talking about the more of the spiritual element, whereas you're also talking about the, the mindset. And one of the things, you know, she says, what do not all the three of us have had this conversation is the issue is never the issue. So what Deb is getting at here to put it into total layman's terms, the way she explained it to me is, you know, as an example, let's just say that you've got a host of team issues and you're seeing like, you're like, oh my goodness, all these, these people, like they're not performing, they're lazy, they're dropping balls, they're blah, blah, blah. Like, I can't believe that they're all doing this. And as opposed to, you know, saying like, that's it, I'm going to fire all these people. I'm going to, you know, or I'm going to discipline, you know, them, or I'm going to reorg the way I'm doing this, which Deb calls rearranging the furniture. You have to actually look and say, why is this showing up in my experience? Yes. What does this say about my mind? And actually, I have to say that this is very, your mind is spiritual. It's consciousness you're dealing with. It's, there's nothing that's not spiritual. Everything that you see is spiritual. So uh, I think a lot of people think spirituality is like one part of our life. And, but your business is a spiritual experience, uh, whether you agree with that, like how you define spirituality, but it's an expression of who you are and it's, it's showing up. Uh, and, and the, and it's not just all the happy stuff. It's the challenges that show up that really are, are spirit, part of our path to, uh, get to where we want to go. So the higher the bar we set for ourselves, the more obstacles we're going to experience because we have to grow to that level. And that's really what, if you can use everything, every conflict that shows up for that, that goal is that it's, uh, it's the way to go through what you need to go through to get where you want to go, then it's easier. It's you're working through it versus avoiding. And I think a lot of people want to like get the the fast path and the easy path and, you know, skip over some things, sorry. And, um, and they don't want to, you know, face head on. And sometimes when you face something head on and it's uncomfortable, that's where you go through it faster. But most people are meandering and avoiding and avoiding, and then it takes them rearranging furniture. Yeah, and get them twice as long to to get what they really want to go. And sometimes it's just like it's not powering through, but it's like seeing that the obstacle is not is just in your mind. It's not external, and that's really a hard thing to do. It's it's we what we help our clients do is teach them how to see the world through their mind and 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 how to see it in the right way, so that they can make the decisions they need to make in their business and their life and their relationships, so they can have what they want. I love that you put it this way, that you say everything is spiritual, because when I think of psychology, I immediately think of, it's all about mind. It's just the mind, like you're doctors of the mind. Well, that's, the, that's interesting because psychology has been taken over by the medical model. I mean, it, it was developed by the medical model, which is prescription, diagnosis, prescription, treatment. And that's what therapy is. And so a lot of people confuse psychology with psychotherapy. And the, Interesting. the psychology is, uh, if you think about it, Buddhism is a psychology. 
it's 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 a lot of if you listen to Eastern wisdom, it's a lot of psychology. It's a lot of understanding your ego and your mind and how it works. And so, uh, so that's a really important distinction. Is psychology has been it's it's a science and spirituality. And some people just drop the spirituality because in therapy they they train you in academia to drop the spiritual. It's very like science doesn't incorporate spirit, just like in in medical uh, the medicine. But as you see now, there's more integrative medicine. People are realizing, oh, there's a mind involved. There's a mind body principle. Yes. Just the, the let me just put pills and chemotherapy on you. There's a person with a mind. So we we have to look at our business the same way as like it's it's an extension of our body. It's an extension of our experience. And we can't just treat it with like pills and, and strategies. And we have to see like what's underneath, like you said, the issue, what's the real issue that's happening. So you can really be free. I love and, it. Yeah. And so you could break free of patterns and we're unconsciously driven. So our brain will make a decision eight seconds before we're conscious of it. So most of our decisions we make in our life are not even conscious. We, we, we think we, and then our mind makes a story up about how we came to that decision. I had no, I did not know that. Yes. So it's a, a neuroscience. Look it up on YouTube. <laughs> you know, the, the doctors talk about it all the time. It, and so it's eight to ten, 10 seconds. So you're saying you, your brain has already made the decision because it's wired to make a decision based on what you did in the past. And so the more, but what we do is we make you conscious of it. Like Carl Jung says, until you make the conscious, unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you'll think it's fate. So what, what we do is we're not healing anyone. We're not telling them their childhood is terrible. We're not like forgiving our parents. We're saying, I want to know how I was set up, what my operating system is, and then how do I step out of it? And so by making it conscious, then you have a choice. But if you're not conscious and you're just keep you know, doing the same patterns, like hiring different people or, or making the same, doing the same marketing plan over and over again. How many times have you run into people who are doing things over and over or, or doing the same things in the same way and, uh, and still getting the, the, not getting the result they want. And they think if just one magic thing is going to do it, it's the way you apply the marketing that really changes because one person can apply it with the right mindset and, and they have great success and another person can apply it and they can do the exact same mechanical things, but their mind is in fear. Their mind is thinking there's not enough. They're going to bring the past patterns with them and it's going to give right. them the same result. I love it. And you know that I say, I end up saying this on almost every single podcast, wherever I'm interviewing someone about, about anything to do with mindset. And that is, I tell my students all the time, you will never out hustle a bad strategy, but you will never out strategize a misaligned mindset or a misaligned energy. You never will. So you could have the best strategy in the world and be executing it like a warrior. But if that is coming from a subconscious misaligned old pattern, it could fall completely flat where someone else could use that same strategy and hustle and it could be a billion dollar venture. And here's why this is a really simple way to understand why the mind does this because the first part of life, our mind is the ego's designed for survival. So it's going, those things, those patterns that we have are not wounds. They're not brokenness. They're just the way our mind learned how to survive. It's a, it's a healthy mind that does that. 
But as a CEO or an entrepreneur, you don't want to go to, you don't want to stay in survival. You want to go beyond survival. So that's right. where you have to transcend it. So in a way you, it, it's a natural, uh, it's, your mind is trying to do a good thing. It's trying to keep you safe, but, and it, and it has a misperception that outside of that is not safe. It's like going into the unknown, but when we uh, grow and we, we like a lot of uh, people who have left the corporate world and started their businesses, you know, that's like, wow, I didn't know this was possible. I didn't know I could make this money. You know, you have a new experience now. And so you're expanding your consciousness. Basically, it's a spiritual experience you have of individuating. And so uh, that's why I love working with entrepreneurs because you get it. You're not, you're, you're not afraid to, to break out of the cubicle and, uh, and do something different and daring. I love it. I love it. So one of the things that we talked about or, or that we're going to talk about and you and I have talked about um, before is that this concept called parent driven management styles, mm -hmm. because we may think that we have, you know, grown up, we've been in business, we've been rocking it and we developed our, our own authentic management style. And in truth, we've been set up. Yeah. Tell us about that. Well, I had this realization a couple of years ago, and it was when my business was stuck before I we reached seven figures, and I was like, "What is stopping me?" And I realized um, what, what a young and, and actually Freud both believed is that the mother is are basically the primary influence on our life because she gave us life, and she also nurtured us and taught us about the world more than anyone else. So how our, we see our mother in that relationship and how we receive from her and, and learn from her, we see the world the same way. Like she's our microcosm of the world, a mini world. And then we just forget that there's a different world out there. We, th we see it through that same lens. And what I realized for me, before I tell you the styles, is that I realized that my mother worries a lot and she is very careful and she's always afraid to make mistakes and what people think. And I noticed I was like smothering, I'm very loving, but smothering my business. Mm -hmm. uh, not giving it the space and even my employees, not giving them the space to really make decisions on their own. I was very controlling and, 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 and it doesn't make my mother a bad person. It's just, that's how she was learned, learned to, yep. you know, to be, and then it passes from generation to generation, to generation. And so um, I want everyone to just think about your relationship with your mother, whether it was good or bad. And what does she teach you about life? Uh, and what did you, you perceive it? Because a lot of times, if you look at, ask your siblings, they had a different mother than you. And so there's, there's two like extremes. There's, um, there's uh, a, a non-controlling mother, you know, who doesn't really care. She's not there. She's absent. She's, you know, whatever, do whatever you want. And then there's the super controlling. And then the, and then the other spectrum of the, the, uh, the quadrant is, was she really, was she cold? and di distant or was she warm and passive? Like love, I love you. You can do whatever you want. And so if we go to low control and high warmth, like you, she's very loving. And so your mother, you learned that to be passive with your uh, management style, uh, you avoid confrontation. You, uh, you have low expectations for your business. Oh, that's, you, bad. that's not good. Yeah, you're accepting, uh, like you're accepting of your employees and you're very warm and you love them and you, you, you want to like coddle them a little bit. Like, is that the kind of style? Uh, there's very few rules and you indulge them a lot. Okay, so that's one. So what if uh, it was not warm? and not controlled and not controlled and it's your parent, the parent was uninvolved. Say she was working or she um, and she didn't show a lot of warmth. 
it would be like um, little time. You don't give a lot of time for your projects or your business. Maybe you're just starting out and you're just kind of feeling uninvolved with it. Give it the priority that it needs if it, your business is neglected. And so that could be the way you, you are. Uh, you, you neglect your employees, you don't, uh, your team, you don't give them enough attention. Uh, you're kind of like, out, I'm out, out at the beach right now and you guys do what you want and you're not really controlling and you're just kind of letting things go. So then on the other spectrum, we have the high control quadrants. And so if it's high control, but very cold, you tend to be in the critical realm. Your style would be little warmth. You're kind of cold to, you know, that hardcore, you know, do your work. There's a lot of rules. There's authoritarian, um, very emotionally distant. And then, and that punishment. And then think about this too, is that we often do this to ourselves. So if we're a parent treat, you know, we're parented us that way and said, this is how you get by in the world. This is how you survive in the world you're going to tend to be highly critical of yourself, not give yourself the warmth and love. So how much times have we done that? And again, we're, we, we may have touches of all of them, but there's a predominant one that we use. And in here, we, we punish ourselves a lot. And then we have a very structured environment and very rigid. It's very kind of um, structured, but cold. And so we, a lot of times we set up our business in a very like logical, linear, like we don't give it any life or fun. And then the top one, and this may seem like the most positive one, but it has its, all of these have their downsides, is that warmth, but very rigid. And it's, it's really those high performers that like I, anything's possible and I want to get the A every time and I want to succeed every time. And you're kind of cheering yourself on and you're rewarding yourself when you are getting success and you're engaged with the business. And so it's really a good one. But the problem is that you sometimes set your expectations so high that you, it, it kind of like you overwhelm yourself and you're kind of like kind of riding that wave of, I got to keep going. I got to keep going. I'm so, you know, this is, my business is so great and I love it, but I, and then you end up being um, overwhelmed and overworked and, uh, and you really aren't really truly in balance. So what we want to do is we want to have that where we're, we're giving ourselves enough warmth in our business and giving our employees enough encouragement but and giving them freedom but not too controlling and not too cold not too hot not too cold and so it's that balance of having that in so think about your mom and your parents and which which quadrant do you fit in are you more rigid and high high expectations are you critical and cold and and very rigid and very um kind of uh, emotionally distant very clear rules and very mechanical are you uninvolved where you just have no structure and you just kind of don't care and you just ha don't have any energy in your business or you really have a lot of energy and you, but you're very passive and you, you kind of like are passive. It's almost like that's where the passive aggressiveness comes in. Plays aren't doing well and you're trying to coddle them and they're not, re and you don't have boundaries with them. And the mothers are like that. They're like, Oh, come on. Like Johnny, is it okay if we go to the store right now? And, dating. and so we carry unconsciously, we just do this. And we just think that's just the way it is. And this is the way I do it. And we've never been exposed to other parents. So our mind just thinks this is just the way it is. So when we become conscious of it, we have to say, realize, is this what I really want? Or is this just my pattern right now? And then- Yeah, I was going to say, like, for those of you who are having the, oh shit moment, I'm my mother in CEO version, yes. what, now what do we do? Yes. And so it's about recognize, first you have to recognize it. First you have to accept responsibility that you have a problem that you have. <laughs> I feel like COO yeah. therapy. 
Yeah. And it's, uh, well, Jung worked in archetypes. So we've all had a mother. So the archetype of the mother is that we take the role of the mother in our business, whether you're a man or a woman, men have mothers too. So they take that role like of, of like, how do they do it? How do they manage people? And we know that women often are better managers than men because we are, have the natural, most of us are more nurturing and more, um, more uh, uh, relational. So that's the difference with men and women, but we all have had mothers. So um, look at that pattern. And then if you notice it, the, where your frustration is in your business, if there's frustration, you look at those styles and say, hmm, which one, am, uh, this is why I'm frustrated is because I'm pushing, I, I'm not, I don't have clear boundaries with my, 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 my uh, team or my clients or my customers or my business partners. I'm kind of a, like a, the passive person would just be, I expect them to do the best. I just want them to do the best, but I don't communicate that. Um, and then we have this high expectations. I know for me, I have such high expectations for my team because I have such high expectations for myself that sometimes no one can reach that. And so, oh my God, we got to give ourselves a break and give ourselves, a, you know, not only love ourselves when things are going well, we have to love ourselves when we make mistakes and fail. And, um, and when we're in that rigid, uh, I don't know if we get hypercritical, but we tend to only love ourselves or, or congratulate ourselves in the result versus congratulate ourselves in the action. When we take the action, we stepped out, just celebrate that versus always only celebrating when everything works out. I love it. I love it. So what is your best advice just in wrapping up here to entrepreneurs who want to succeed? Whatever obstacle is in the way is not a, a uh, is a mental obstacle. And so you have to look at what is the feeling that is uh, showing up for you? Is it the frustration is that you're mis anytime you're out of in that mis uh, kind of um, uncomfortable place, it means that you're misperceiving reality. <laughs> you're misperceiving what you're seeing and your ego is basically operating. And so what we need to do is take a step back. And what I usually do is I tell my clients to do this thing called stepping into the witness. It's an mm -hmm. Eastern philosophy. A lot of people do it. It's not mindfulness. It's more of taking a step back and watching your mind go and say, oh my God, this mind is not who I am. I am this other place. And it, even if you just take a step back, of course, it's just a one simple thing, but it, it's so amazing how much peace you get when you're not swimming with the mind and marinating in all the issues. And you just take a step back and just watch the mind spend a minute or two doing that. And all of a sudden you will, you're getting into what I call the divine consciousness or the divine intellect, which is a part of our, our conscious mind that's connected to that inspiration, that potential, that possibility, but we can't see it when we're all wrapped up in our thinking. So we step back and then something shifts in us because then we start to see what's going on. We can see it clearly. It's just like stepping out, like looking in the mirror and seeing how something looks on clothes. You can't look it at yourself, but when you step back, you kind of have a different perspective and really see what's happening. And um, and definitely recommend individuation and uh, shadow work because shadow work really helps you really see the projection that's happening in your mind. And uh, And it's not for people that have problems or you know, need to fix their past. It's more, how do I understand myself so I can be the best uh, for my company and, and really go to the, the heights that I want to go. And I want to be the best mentally so I can be prepare myself for the challenges that if you have a, a million dollar business, 
making it 10 million, it, there's going to be different challenges and you need yes. to grow to that level. You can't just different level, different double baby. Yeah, you can't be the same you in that level. And so there's a process that you go through and these obstacles are there to help us get there. They're not there to hurt us or curse us or we're doing it wrong. It's like this obstacle is placed here to prepare me for that next level. I love it. So Deb, you were with a lot of very high level individuals, a lot of CEOs, high level leaders, entrepreneurs. If they want to find out a little bit more about doing some of this work with you or the work that you do in the world, where is the best place for the audience to go? They can go to our website at the center of jpp.com. That's the center of JPP. JPP stands for Young and Positive Psychology. Perfect. And you guys, all of this information will be in your show notes. Deb, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been absolutely fascinating. I love talking to you. You guys, I could sit and talk to Deb for like 10 hours. I love it. <laughs> Me too, Kelly. You're, you're right. your, your work too. Oh, thank you. All right, you guys. So we got to bring this subconscious conscious. Please make sure that you check out Miss Deb's work at her website. Uh, if you need that information again, it'll be online in our show notes. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of the Profity Profitology Podcast. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Profitology Podcast. If you did, please share this show with someone that you know and help spread the word to your followers on social media. This is how we reach more entrepreneurs just like you around the world. Also, I'd like to continue the conversation with you about all things Profitology. So please join me and your fellow Profitpreneurs in our free Facebook group. You can find us at ProfitpreneurCircle.com. I frequently go live in our community to share tips, trainings, and innovative profit acceleration strategies, as well as resources that can help you accelerate your results in your business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.